Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. This is Katie, and I have a very special bonus episode for you today. This episode was originally released on Patreon, and it was recorded with my friend Kelly, where she talks about patriarchal blessings and her birthday. We're releasing it on a Tuesday instead of a Thursday because it's Kelly's birthday today. So happy birthday, Kelly. We love you. You're amazing. And I hope that you guys enjoy this bonus episode. Hi. We have another rabbit hole sidewalk cupcake episode for you guys, but I don't have really... And I mean, I have a slight idea of what Kelly's going <laughs> to tell me about, but I only got very small hints. So I am so excited. I'm on the edge of my seat today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this one was really fun um, because it, you know, I, I, I think about all the things that happened, you know, growing up Mormon that had like totally fucked me up throughout my life and have had a long lasting effect. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought about uh, patriarchal blessings, which oh. I don't know if that has been covered um, in we, detail. Like, I learned a lot about. Okay, good. Yeah. Because you know what? We've talked about it on the podcast, but it was honestly probably, I'm going to guess, like three years ago. And what we did is we read part of Sarah's patriarchal blessing and I gave just a very brief description of what it was, but we haven't like done a really deep dive. And I know that um, we were even talking about like reading some other people's patriarchal blessings on the podcast, but there's just so much like content. I, we haven't really gotten back around to doing that. So this oh, yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was digging through all of my my high school memories. Um, I have a box that just has a bunch of shit from high school, and <laughs> I came across my journal. Oh my my. Yes. And <laughs> I I read the whole thing and I just laughed. Oh my god, there's so much content here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I specifically wanted to read um, my entry from June thirtieth. 1997, which, oh, I just realized that was three years before I got married. (gasps) Wow. Um, Yeah. And I was just going into my senior year of high school. So my goodness. So young. Baby. I, I think my parents uh, somewhere in their basement, I think they still have some of my journals and I even just thinking about going back and reading them. I physically cringe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, I just died reading some of this stuff. Like it's, oh, it's so good. Like I'm so not the same person I was obviously 20 years ago, but yeah. I was reading this to my husband last night and he was like, holy shit. I'm like, this is just <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm like, oh yes. So pumped. <laughs> okay. So here we go. <clears throat> I'm so proud of myself. Proud isn't the right word. Pleased. And that's underlined just so you know. <laughs> We're not supposed to be prideful, but we can be (laughs) pleased ever since EFY. So I went to, especially for youth, like two years in a row. And that's, that's a whole different podcast. Okay. That's something we should cover in detail sometime because that is a whole weird, bizarre thing. Yeah. Like all in its own. 
I journaled my experiences at <gasps> EFY, so I cannot wait. That will be next <gasps> week. Yes, EFY <laughs> next week. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> Everyone for pack the- your bags. We're going to EFY next week. <laughs> We're going to EFY. <laughs> pack your long shorts and your T-shirt and tank top. And yeah, make sure your tank top is long enough that when you bend over, nothing shows or you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't write. And if you raise your arms up and there's a little hint of belly, man, you're mm. in trouble, which exactly. I actually got sent home from a dance. Like I got sent back to the dorm for, from a dance because my shirt showed a tiny bit of my belly. When uh, I raised my arms up. It's such a bullshit. And it's also like, so shameful it's like you you get sent oh, yeah. away from your friends and your peers for a little sliver of your skin showing I just it makes me so angry oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> well well we can go into that that because that's another thing that totally fucked me up with the Mormon church I can't wait uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> all the fucked up things <laughs> okay so ever since EFY which is especially for youth I've gotten back on the right path. I'm oh holding on to the iron rod exclamation <gasps> point. <laughs> okay, this is like crazy, amazing, perfect timing because this week's episode that's going to be airing, it's not out yet, but when it comes out, it's about the iron rod, the like main <laughs> podcast episode. Uh, so that couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's so good. That that was like one of my favorite stories in the Book of Mormon because it was in the first book. So it was in Nephi. So like that's usually how far I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so boring and like oh tedious to get through those. And it came to pass. Verily, verily, it came to pass over and over. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Oh, so you were holding, okay, so ever since you got back to EFY, you're so proud, I mean, pleased, because you (laughs) are holding onto the iron rod, okay. (laughs) Grasping it with all of my might. I've been, um, oh, I'm just, I'm just dying over here, okay. (laughs) Just wait, it gets really good, okay. So I've been writing in my journal, praying, not only morning and night, but throughout the day, reading my scriptures daily, and spending more time with my family. I love the effects EFY had on my life. (laughs) I just hope they last for a long time. I certainly am, underlined, (laughs) certainly am going to try hard. I love this church. This is what's interesting. Okay. I've also come to understand the gospel a lot more. Sure, there are plenty of things I'm still not clear on. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) But with time and study, I'll come to understand. I really <gasps> want my patriarchal blessing now and can't <gasps> wait till our youth trip to the temple and youth conference. Okay, my jaw is just like on the <laughs> floor. Everything you said, it feels I'm almost having like a visceral reaction of like I feel like I've said or thought similar things to oh, this. Yeah. And even from what like Sarah's read from her Mormon journals, they're also they're also similar, but I really love how you how you worded that like sure there are some things I'm still not clear on but with enough time and study it's like it's placed back on you like I'll eventually get it even though yeah even little little young little high schooler youth was like hmm I don't know (laughs) 16 year old me was like there's a lot I don't get but okay maybe I won't understand it in this life but the next yeah, and you just can't wait to go on your temple youth trip. Oh, oh but wait, you are... this is the final sentence. 
sentence. Get get ready for it. Okay. Okay. No, there's two sentences. I'm on such a spiritual high exclamation point. I just hope I don't come down double exclamation point with a smiley face underneath. Oh, oh my God. My heart. It's just like, I like feel for little you. I, I uh, it's like you're praising yourself and you're like, I just hope I can keep it up and still be good. When it, and like, be worthy. Yeah, but you're worthy no matter what, but not according to the church. And Well, also, yeah, that's and that's what's interesting. And when we get into the, the meat about patriarchal blessings, it's all about, you know, worthiness and, and stuff like that. But yeah, um, so what exactly are patriarchal blessings other than? I mean, fortune telling pretty much, but <laughs> it's fortune telling. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to read this quote by um, President Monson. Okay. If I can find it, because I was like all organized. Like, I legit went and got the lesson from like Gospel Essentials <gasps> and went through it to make sure that I was doing everything correctly. Man, I love you guys. Like, you can tell how much I love you because. <laughs> For real, to go through all of that. I mean, oh, yeah. It's so fun, though, because it's like, and I went down a deep rabbit hole on this one, yes. which is really fun. Well, son of a bitch, I can't find the goddamn quote. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, it was basically about how, you know, Mormon, um, read Monson quote. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I love how you swear. It's my favorite. <laughs> like, I love the inflection your voice gets when you swear. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like, I, can, I, can envision, I can envision your face when you say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyway, basically, patriarchal blessings are where this um, old guy in the church, he has the keys of the mm-hmm. priesthood to basically confer these blessings on you um, that are... Um, basically they, they, I'll, I'll get into it, but they are a roadmap for your life is what they, they consider it. Um, so I was like wondering how these came about. Um, so in Genesis 27 and 49, um, they, they had patriarchal blessings. So it was like the guy who, you know, it was just this old father on his deathbed would give blessings to his children, just basically, you know saying, if you follow God, you know, all these things will happen for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Mormons, AKA J dog decided to <laughs> call. He, he, that was the only part of the Bible that really had the patriarchal blessings. Okay. Okay. Now in this, um, in this lesson that I was reading lesson 10, a history of patriarchs in the history of the church of Jesus Christ, the latter saying <laughs> It said that um, he, Joseph Smith said that evangelists were the same thing as patriarchs. So he decided that um, he wanted to have patriarchal blessings come back because he thought that was really wicked cool to have like your dad profess this blessing upon you and um, tell you, open up the universe of, of possibilities if you follow the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, so in this lesson, it was like, you know, referencing this scripture in um, the Bible. And it was saying, let me read it to you because it just shows you that. Hold on. Okay. So in Ephesians 
chapter four, verse 11, it says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, Joseph Smith decided to add a little, little footnote there for evangelists. And if you go down and you read his footnotes, he says that means patriarchs. And he also references two other scriptures in the Bible. Those okay. two other scriptures in the Bible also call it evangelists. So he basically made that shit up. Yeah. Because he, all of a sudden evangelist means patriarch. So oh, there you go. That's this comes is from. like the church's favorite thing to do, I swear, is to take a known word that all of the English speaking world believes means one thing. And they're like, actually, no, it, it's this. And yeah, we okay. just, yeah, <laughs> okay. So, um, the the first patriarch of the church was actually uh, Joseph Smith's father. Okay. J-Dog's dad was the first patriarch of the church. And for years, for like 100 years or so, um, it basically followed the lineage. Like it had to be a direct descendant of Joseph Smith in order oh. to be a patriarch, a general authority patriarch in the church. Oh. Now, back in the day before 1979, when they did away with that office, um, it was it was always somebody who was a direct descendant of Joseph Smith. And Whoa, they were, that's fascinating. Yeah. And they were considered basically a general authority. The patriarch of the church was an office that was just underneath the, um, the 12. Wow. So it was like, yeah. And, and it's like, they're, um, they're like royalty by, yeah. by blood essentially too. Yeah. And so they they did away with it basically because they were like, oh, yeah, we can't keep doing this, you know, just keep it going down the line because that's like royalty. Yeah, like you mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. um, so they also started bringing in um, local patriarchs because, you know, one guy can't give everybody in the church the blessing. So once the membership grew, they started um, adding in these local patriarchs and. The um, first patriarch, this is where my rabbit hole goes. <laughs> yes. So the first local patriarch, his name was Isaac Morley, and he was one of the first converts to the Mormon church. Um, he lived in Kirtland, and Oliver Cowdery had, you know, gone on a mission trip to Kirtland, Ohio in 1830. And so that was when he was baptized a member of the church. Okay. Now, when the LDS relocated to Ohio, J-Dog and Emma lived with this guy, Isaac Morley. Okay? Oh, okay. They lived with him, and then this guy built them a house on his property. This is going to show you what a total, total asshole Joseph Smith is. Okay? <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so... You know, they're living, he and Emma are living on this guy's property in a house that he had built for them. Yeah, Emma that's so lost, generous. Oh I know. Yeah. Emma had lost her twins. She had, um, you know, she was living on the property recovering and just his, his, this guy's wife and uh, sister were taking care of Emma, you know, just doing everything. They, they did everything for this couple. Okay. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden in 1831, J Dog has a revelation that this guy needs to sell his farm and be a missionary in Independence, Missouri. No. Yes. Oh my God, what a dick. Wow. Yes. 
Yes. And so, and, and he's, he's actually in the doctrine and covenants. Um, so it, it says in DNC 52, 23 about him needing to, um, sell his farm and be a missionary in independence, uh, Missouri. And he and, um, another guy went off together. So, I mean, he left his family, right? And did he give the proceeds of the sale of his house to the church or to JDOG? It didn't say so. But I mean, you would imagine so, or maybe he used it to fund his mission. I doubt it. I'm pretty sure that J Dog was like, "I need this money." Yeah, yeah. And also, I just want to say, like, I I forget how much J Dog used the Doctrine and Covenants to manipulate people, like by putting their names and giving them quote unquote commandments that were now in Scripture, and they thought it came directly from God. That's so manipulative. Oh. Oh, he did it all the time. And so that that brings me to my next little story. Three months later, after this motherfucker <laughs> had been told to sell his farm, and he did it, he because it was the prophet of God telling him to do that. Yeah. Three months later, in the Doctrine and Covenants, he's chastised <gasps> for a lack of obedience. Oh, my God. Now, listen, here it is. Behold, I, this is Doctrine and Covenants 64, 15, and 16. Behold, I, the Lord, was angry with him, who was also my servant, Ezra Booth. So that's who went with him, Ezra Booth. Okay. And also my servant, Isaac Morley. For they kept not the law, neither the commandment. They sought evil in their hearts, and I, the Lord, withheld my spirit. They condemned for, they, they condemned for evil that thing in which there was no evil. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Nevertheless, I have forgiven my servant Isaac Morley. But it sounds like Ezra was just SOL. Yeah, poor God Ezra. God was like, no. Yeah, yeah no. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I have never heard of this. And I'm over here, like, I thought I knew my scriptures and I knew this stuff. But I didn't know this. And this is, like, making my blood boil because... It's so clear when you're not in the church that Joseph Smith was such a manipulator. And you, yes. and it's like so clear. But when you're in it, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess those guys must have done something real bad because now it's in the scriptures forever. Oh, I know. Right. And they're, they're like called out. They're called oh. out in the scripture. It's like the Internet is forever. The Book yeah. of Mormon is forever. <laughs> I wonder what they did. I don't know. It didn't say. Well, let me look at the footnotes. I, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, they probably did something not even. Yeah. They just. Yeah. Who knows? I bet you anything. It was like money related, probably. probably. Um, or, yeah. <laughs> so this guy, Isaac Morley, he was like, I'm surprised that I've never heard of him or I just don't remember his name at all. But, um, you know, the story about the printing press when that was burned down and um there, there was a bishop that was tarred and feathered. This guy, Isaac Morley, and five others, they offered themselves as ransom to kind of like ease the 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 persecution of the saints. And um, so they they everything kind of calmed down. The saints agreed to leave the area, and mm -hmm. um, but it was just showing how committed he was to the gospel. Um, right. So in 1836. He's finally released to be with his family. He was on his mission for five years. Whoa. He had kids. Ugh. And a wife. Ugh. I, and I'm over here just thinking, like, I wonder if J-Dog tried to marry 
his wife. Oh, probably. Or probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or both. Um, <laughs> so in 1837, that was when he became the first local patriarch because he had served a, a faithful mission. Um, okay. Now, this guy had a lot. Like, there was a lot that went on with this dude. Like, he was arrested um, when the Boggs extermination order happened. He was uh-huh. arrested with a bunch of other sa- of the saints, and he was held for three weeks. He Then he built this incredible life. He had all this success, and then um, it was all destroyed by a mob. Like, what the actual fuck? Like, he had cre- – so he had a life with his – with his wife and his family on this farm. Joseph Smith comes, tells him to sell it, tells him to go on a mission. Uh, so he does. And then he's in jail. He does all this stuff. And then he comes out and he, they, they relocate and he starts like creating this business and, um, really had kind of a, a good thing going on. And then because he was associated with the Mormon church, it got burned. So he moved to Manti and this was an interesting little sidewalk cupcake nugget here. <laughs> he, he was one of the first people to go through the temple. Um, I guess it was the Kirtland Temple. He was one of the first ones to get endowed. And so at the oh. Manti Temple, there's a framed, like, uh, there's a framed photo, or not a photo, but um, some of the clothing that he wore. I'm wondering if it was like the the apron is yeah. uh, framed there from what he wore really when, yeah when he was in doubt oh so. crazy yeah so that my friends is isaac poor isaac the poor first isaac i mean oh, he just what? really went through some shit um yeah if he hadn't if he just hadn't been converted to mormonism his life would have probably been so much easier but he wouldn't have had his Mormon underwear hanging in the Manti temple. <laughs> That's what he wanted. Like that was his goal. Yeah. All <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so I remember, um, I think it was my 26th birthday. Uh, I went out with friends, uh, for my birthday and I, there was like, uh, I think we went to like the magic time machine. I don't remember. Just some like super trippy little, little restaurant. And Mm -hmm. there was somebody sitting there who was doing uh, fortune telling. Oh, and yeah. And so I decided I was going to go have my fortune read. And so one of my (laughs) friends had her fortune done and then I did mine. And oh my gosh, this lady said that I was like, she'd never seen this before. And I was going to be this really incredibly amazing person when I grew up and I was just like I mean I was like this is just bullshit because it's a fortune teller <laughs> uh-huh. so that's literally what patriarchal blessings are yeah I was just gonna say it's it's funny that yeah Mormons um or like whoever they can look at fortune tellers and be like okay yeah you're just gonna say whatever to get my money um, but when it comes to patriarchal blessings, it is the same thing. And yet Mormons like hold them so dear and so sacred. They really think this man is telling them their future. Yes. Wild. Yes. Yeah. And so it, um, so what the patriarchal blessing is, is, um, it's a declar mainly it's supposed to be a declaration of the lineage of which tribe of Israel oh, yeah, you that's come right. from. 
which most people come from the from Ephraim, which is the tribe that's committed to like leadership of the church and like, you know, missionary work and stuff like that. So typically either you're a direct descendant, supposedly, or <laughs> when you've been baptized, you're adopted into oh that. Oh my god, lineage. it's all so weird. <laughs> I forgot how weird this is. <laughs> I know. Uh, and it's like, they have these stories of people who are like, their whole family is from the line of Ephraim. And then one of them will be from Manasseh. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know, that makes sense because um, we all have different different tribes in us and they all intermarried. And so, yeah, sure. Your mom, your dad, your brothers, and your aunts and uncles could all be from Ephraim. But then, yeah, you're Manasseh because that just <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> How do these people believe this? <laughs> Straight face. Oh my God. I was one of these people. I'm just like crying. Like how weird. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's so, it's sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, so they actually really truly think of this as their own personal scripture. And I found the Monson quote. In the you found it. Time. Found it. Okay. So Thomas S. Monson, um, he once explained a patriarchal blessing is a revelation to the recipient, even a white line down the middle of the road to protect, inspire, and motivate activity and righteousness. So he's literally saying right there, it's something to keep you on the straight and narrow, right? Yeah. On holding on to that iron rod. I know. <laughs> A patriarchal blessing literally contains chapters from your book of eternal possibilities. Holy shit. I know. It is your passport to peace in this life. <laughs> it is a liahona of light to guide you unerringly to your family home. So, or to your heavenly home. And I was yeah. like, that's cool. So he, um, they, first of all, they kind of tell you what tribe of Israel you're, you're supposedly from. And then it gets into this whole, like, you know, you've been a faithful daughter of God to come in these latter days. And then, you know, it talks about for women typically talks about being a mother mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, having lots of children. And, you know, a lot of people, when I was researching this, you know, had trouble with, their, their, uh, patriarchal blessings because they were like infertile and it promised them tons of daughters. And there was actually the story about, uh, James Faust who he was, is he still alive? I don't think so. Okay. Be ancient. If so, I can, (laughs) well, (laughs) well, they all are, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) So he was, uh, I guess one of the general authorities and his patriarchal blessing had said something about him having a ton of daughters and he had five sons. Oh, so yeah, (laughs) the patriarchs seem to not be so specific. Maybe that's, (laughs) they kind of get more generalized over time because they're like, oh shit, (laughs) I I got it wrong. (laughs) Oh no, but but wait. So (laughs) then they decided he struggled with that. And then he was like, oh, I'm having daughter-in-law. You know, I have daughters-in-law. Oh my God. So I do have daughters. And then those daughters-in-law had had young daughters and so of course it worked (laughs) so of course it all makes sense he the patriarch could have said daughters-in-law or granddaughters 
but he said daughters, but he really meant was granddaughters. It's all good. We good, fam. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, some people like will really struggle with it. Like it'll talk about them being married or, mm -hmm. you know, having children and then they either don't get married or they don't have any children. So the, their patriarchal blessing, either they weren't faithful. Right. Right. That's yeah. The big thing is you did something wrong. It's very conditional or it's going to happen in the next life. And we all oh. know how I feel about that. The other <laughs> That scapegoat, yeah, like, oh, yeah, but it might, it'll happen for you after you die. I uh, just be faithful, just be I, faithful. So, um, the, it gives you insight about your mission in life. I remember mine specifically uh, said something about if I obeyed the word of wisdom um, and had good friends in my life, then I would, uh, you know, have all these heaps of knowledge just open up for me and I would just be brilliant. And Did you obeyed uh, the word of wisdom. That's, that's kind of specific. I don't hear that one as much. Well, you know, and it kind of fucked with me a little bit because I did struggle like with alcohol, especially, you know, like after I left the church and my dad was dying and I just became a raging alcoholic. And so I thought, Oh my God, it's true. Oh, oh no. Yeah, don't you hate that? That like residual um, fear that maybe it was true and maybe they got something right when you then like logically later on you realize, no, it was all bullshit. But I hate that that's like implanted in our brains, something we have to work through almost every time something goes wrong. It's like, oh, is this like celestial Jesus cursing me? But it's like, no, no, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you have been conditioned for so many years to believe that like love is conditional blessings are conditional you know it's it's a mind fuck it's hard yeah. to, it's so hard to get out of it because like <clears throat> elder widso john a widso i really don't understand why they always put in their middle initials like <laughs> they never go by their middle name it's always just an initial <laughs> i'm just gonna start giving them middle names john asshole widso <laughs> <laughs> he taught that some of the blessings may not come in this life. It should always be kept in mind that the realization of promises made may come in this or the future life. Isn't Men, that convenient? It for the really church. is. Yeah. Uh, asshole says men have stumbled at times because promised blessings have not occurred in this life. They have failed to remember that in the gospel life with all its activities continues forever and that the labors of the earth may be continued in heaven. And I'm just like, what a goddamn cop out. It's such a cop out. It's so annoying. And it's like, then what even good is like giving the patriarchal blessing anyway, if it could happen in this life or next, like it's just, ugh, I, I hate it. So I uh, I told you that the title of this episode was going to be How a Patriarchal Blessing Ruin Ruined My Birthday. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> so my dad, um, he he and my mom converted to the church uh, when they had been married for a while and they already had three kids. Um, my dad was also a type 1 diabetic. And generally, uh, people with diabetes, especially back in the day, didn't have a long, you know, weren't expected to live a super long life. Like they're going to have complications and, and things like that if they don't keep their blood sugar under control. So, uh, one of the things that happens with these, um, 
patriarchal blessings is you don't go in blind. This guy doesn't just, you know, all of a sudden you, you've never met him before. You've never talked to him before. He just puts his hands on your head and that's revelation. Now you sit and you talk to him for a while beforehand, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's literally like those shows that, you know, you go on and someone's supposed to be able to, um, you know, give some sort of like guidance to the audience. Maybe they pretend that maybe they think they're a medium or something, but really like beforehand, all of the audience is screened and interviewed and asked all these questions. So like the person knows they fucking know like what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So um, my dad's blessing said that he would live to see his children grown. Um, And that was a huge comfort to him because, you know, he was worried that he would die and, not see his family grow up. But when I heard that, and my parents took that as such a comfort, but when I heard it, because I'm the youngest, I always thought that once I was quote grown, considered an adult, that my dad would die. Oh, oh my God. That is, that's so upsetting. That's so, that makes me so sad. I I feel like I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, for years, I, I have hated my birthday like every year, even though my dad is gone, like it, that's still stuck. Like I really get super depressed around my birthday. Um, I, I don't like celebrating it. I don't, but I like celebrating other people's birthdays, but my birthday has always just kind of been a fuck, you know, like clusterfuck. And, um, it's, it's because, you know, like that in my mind, I was conditioned to believe that once I was old enough, then my dad would die. Oh, I I hate that. I, it's, yeah, it's my, that patriarchal blessing, like robbed you of enjoying your birthday and of looking forward to growing up because you were so concerned that it was real and that you were the youngest. Once you hit a certain age, then it was like that blessing expired or whatever, and somehow that was your fault. Like that is so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so um, it's. There are these things in the Mormon church that just look so bright and shiny. Like, I mean, it, it's, that looks like a really cool thing to have, right? Is this, you know, roadmap to, if you stay faithful in the church, you have all these blessings that are promised to you, but really like, because it's so conditional and because they, I mean, it's not inspired. I'm sorry. No, that's a, that's a spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> In case you guys didn't pick up on that, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and these words can cause so much pain for people. Yes. Um, and, you know, the, the lasting effects that something as simple as, you know, my dad's patriarchal blessing promising him that he'll live, quote, until his children are grown, like really affected little Kelly. And, mm-hmm. um, y- you know, another thing... <laughs> That's funny about my own personal patriarchal blessing that I have no idea where it is. I must have thrown it away. And I'm really kind of annoyed about that. Um, (laughs) Is that like when I got divorced and I moved out of the house, my ex gave me this box of things and he's like, oh, your patriarchal blessing is in there. And what's funny, (laughs) um, I I don't know if I'm going to let my son listen to this one, but what's funny (laughs) Is there were uh my uh vibrator was in the same box. <laughs> oh <laughs> they were sharing at the same space. <laughs> yeah, and so it was almost like him saying, you know, you're not worthy 
and your patriarchal blessing is not going to be fulfilled because you're doing all these horrible things. Fuck that. And also, the vibrator probably gave you way more joy than that stupid piece of paper. (laughs) Oh, and way more joy than that stupid idiot. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Well, unfortunately, I cannot share my personal blessing with you guys. Like, that is... That is the um, the story behind patriarchal blessings, and they oh are basically a horoscope. Yeah, they're a horoscope. And you know what I think is interesting? Because if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm not sure if this is still how it is in the church, but when I was in the church, it was like you got your patriarchal blessing, and it, they sold it to you as if it was so sacred and so mm-hmm. special that you shouldn't share it with just anyone. Like maybe share it with your parents if you feel so inclined and then your like future spouse. Yeah. But besides that, you don't like talk about it or share it. And I, I feel like a lot of that might be because of issues like, you know, if these things aren't true or if they don't come to fruition, then you won't, you just don't talk about it and you, you um, own the blame on yourself. Like maybe I did something wrong or it also could be, they don't want people comparing and seeing how freaking similar they all are. I'm pretty sure that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's like, oh, they all tell you that you're going to get married and you're going to have kids and they're just pretty much a generic format. Yeah. Yeah. Like they it's some little tweaks. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they might have little more specific information in there. Like if the patriarch knows you right, or right. if, you know, you, like I mentioned going to BYU and it was like, you will, um, you know, succeed in your educational pursuits. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Wow. He knew. God <laughs> knows me. Exclamation point. So, wow. The church is true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> And you, you're like, oh, like last week I had an interview with him or just an hour before I had an interview with him where I told him I was going to BYU. So like he knows I'm going to school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, so it just is another thing about the Mormon church that is just number one. Evangelist does not mean patriarch. Exactly. And vice versa. I'm pretty sure those are like completely different, like the complete different definitions for those two things. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I uh, I I, hate my birthday. (laughs) And I hate that you hate your birthday because I want to celebrate you. Uh, uh, But I I think it's really important that you brought up because I, you know, I was over here like, cracking up about how silly and stupid it sounded and (laughs) it's just so bizarre they're like fortune tellers but also kind of like a lot of things we talk about there's this darker side to it there's something that it's very it, it harms people because of the expectation that it sets and so a lot of people feel this this shame or this sadness or this fear over something that is is just bullshit and that it it breaks my heart so yeah it's it's hilarious on the surface but it's I love that you went down the rabbit hole of like how this can really affect people in very deep ways for for their life like their whole lives really oh yeah like and because it's conditional like yeah that has led me to believe that you know good things happen when you're good and bad things happen when you're bad 
And so going through really, really difficult times in my life, I'm like, I'm being, you know, I'm being punished. <laughs> like, this isn't fair. Um, yeah. But no, it's just fucking life. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just how it goes. But, you know, when you're conditioned to believe that if you, you know, go to the store on Sunday and then the next day you're sick, it's because you went to the store on Sunday. Oh, my God. Like, I, I, I relate to that so much. And I still have moments of that. When I like logically understand that's not correct, but being conditioned and indoctrinated into that, it's, it's really difficult to get that out of your brain and, and to avoid those thoughts. Um, yeah. And I know that like Sarah feels the same way, like something happens and you get sick or, or just something bad happens, which happens to all of us in life. And you immediately go to like, what did I do to cause this? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like, like right now, like literally everything in my life is just a shit show dumpster fire, but it's Mm. not because of anything that I did wrong necessarily. It's just, it's just a series of unfortunate events and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people that happens and it's not because you pissed off God. Right. Right. It's not because you didn't do something like that. You're, some patriarch said was going to happen. I don't know. It's yeah. It's that whole conditional thing really fucks with you. Oh, and something I forgot to say, you know, we didn't, we didn't really clarify this, but patriarchal blessings are the only blessings that you receive that are recorded. Oh, right. Yeah. And written down so that you can refer to them later. Um, like you babies get blessed and you don't, record that um right you know you have those father's blessings all the time those don't get recorded but the patriarchal blessing that just shows how like how much importance they place on this fairy tale yeah yeah Uh, well thank you for taking us down that journey and um just gonna try to get you to like your birthday again (laughs) 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 yeah you're like all right try it (laughs) Oh, I'm very excited to talk more about EFY too. Yes. So yeah, patrons, look out for that soon. But it's coming. Oh, all right. Well, we'll wrap this up. Thank you, and thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.